welcome to the Brilliant Leaders Spotlight. I'm Robert Clegg-Beard, I'm the host of the show, and really I'm going to spend the next 20 to 30 minutes just talking to brilliant business leaders all around the world to be able to share their story on how they scaled their business, how they went through some different challenges, and just share that experience and that knowledge and thought leadership around how they took their company to the next level, how they went through some challenges, how they scaled up their their workforce, how they maybe pivoted during, during challenging times. And I want to be able to share that with my audience. So thank you for joining me today and looking forward to the upcoming guest. Hi, this is uh, Robert Clickybeard with the Brilliant Leaders Spotlight. Um, I'm really happy to be joined today by Stuart Ross. I met Stuart uh, a few weeks ago at the Scaling Up Conference in Dallas and uh, first time meeting him, super nice guy from from England. And uh, he was telling me a bit all about his book, which we'll get into today. But uh, Stuart, welcome to the show today. Hey, thank you, Robert. Great, great to be here. So, Stuart, just for our, our listeners, uh, tell uh, tell the audience a little bit about your your background and um, yeah, just where you've come from. Um, so, my background started off very much in the corporate. I started off as a fashion buyer many years ago, uh, one of the the big retailers in the UK, um, and then I moved into uh, basically Boots the Chemist, which is uh, owned by sort of Walgreens or a partnership with the Walgreens um, in the actual US and um, was uh, there for a number of years, initially heading out a lot of the buying areas before um, heading up sort of the marketing and the international expansion you know, for, for the company. Um, I then left Boots and uh, moved into a scale-up organisation myself. So I was a uh, part owner of a tech company, which we then scaled up and we then sold on, uh, providing uh, tech to uh, shopping centres around the world. Um, and then for the last 14 years, I followed my passion. My passion is really about helping individuals, helping companies really realise their potentials. That's what I've done primarily, you know, through high growth, um, as well, you know, as investing in a few businesses as well. Cool. Awesome. That's a good good background, some good uh, experience to share with others, especially, you know, who are involved in scaling up. And then, and then obviously you, what was the, I suppose, the impetus towards, you know, writing a book? I mean, a lot of people, you know, have an idea, but I mean, I've, I've written a couple myself now, and it's really tough to go from having an idea in your head to then putting stuff down on paper and just that discipline, following through in it to getting it completed. So what was, what was that mindset around getting a book under your belt? But it's more, I think it's twofold. It's one about getting the message out there. And I think, um, secondly, it's a topic which surprisingly enough has not been well written about. So although there are a lot of methodologies out there about how to go and scale a company, you know, scaling up, which I'm a very much an advocate and a partner of, as well as a whole load of other schemes, BOS to strategic groups, to whatever, there's very little being written about the scale up leader. And, yeah, what I recognize over working with God, more than about a couple of thousand sort of clients now is basically that's where it really starts. And that's also where it can also fail. Unless you've got the right mindset to lead, unless you've got the right habits and the right skills to go and take your organization where it is to the next level, you're not going to go and do it. 
So for me, there's a message very much out there. If you can actually master those skills, it starts with you as a leader, then the whole journey about scaling and growing company is going to be a lot more easier and hopefully a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, that's a great message here. Now, obviously, with you getting into the business and, and becoming a leader yourself, talk, talk about that journey yourself because you know a, a lot of time I talk to either clients or people on the podcast show and just talk about how people are often moved into a leadership type role but never given any type of training or development so, so talk to me about your journey going through that that leadership path. I suppose, I suppose it was mixed I mean in some ways I was quite fortunate because I went through a corporate background I got some amazing sort of education and amazing sort of training um, to, to support me on my growth journey, becoming more of a leader and more of a manager. Um, but yeah, as, as probably we all do, we all make all the mistakes under the sun um, when it comes to leading people and managing people. And it's also about sort of capturing, you know, those learnings. But I, yeah, for me, I almost, there, there came a time when you almost gain a reputation within the company I was in was saying, okay, I want to go and work for you. People wanted to come and actually work with me because it was a great team, which I was a sort of forming. And I, I guess that's partly what precipitated my growth when I left, um, you know, the corporate world and, and managing and leading sort of companies into, okay, there's a skill here that I've got, which is clearly about attracting, motivating, inspiring sort of leaders, leaders and, you know, teams. How can I actually make, you know, more use of that and get that message and stuff out there? Oh, that's great, because... It's quite interesting you say that because, you know, when you look at, you know, some of the stats around why people leave their jobs or leave their positions, a lot of the time it's to do with a bad manager or a bad leader. But the fact that you had people, 100 people, you know, wanting to come and work with you, what what were, what were did you feel as though some of the, the either practices or traits that you used to either inspire your team or just get them motivated well, well, interesting enough, a number of years ago, I was coming back um, from from the States and I ended up picking up the Time magazine. And in that, um, there was an article about the top 100 most influential and most successful leaders of all time. And there was a particular quote in there and a, a quote, I think it was by Bono. I'm not sure it's Bono from YouTube, but there was a Bono and stuff in there, which basically, he says something along the lines of, it has been said after meeting with the great Prime Minister William Gladstone, you were left feeling you were the smartest person in the world. But then after meeting with his rival, who was Benjamin, Benjamin Disraeli, you were left thinking you were the smartest person. Mm. So either he was the smartest person or you were the smartest person. And then that eight hour journey back from LA at that time, yeah, I, I, I spent my time thinking through in terms of all those leaders and managers I've worked for where I left the room feeling they were the smartest person or I left the room where I felt I was the smartest person. And then a, a couple of years later, actually, Vern Harnish um, brought on to one of his conference a lady called Liz Wiseman. She wrote a brilliant book called um, Multipliers. And in that, she builds on that concept further. She says, well, really, there are two types of leaders in the world. You've got really the diminishers and the multipliers. Yeah, the multipliers, you know, believe there's an abundance intelligence out there. People can go and work it out themselves. And then you've got those diminishers which believes they're scarce intelligence. Unless they're there, then people won't go and work it out for themselves. So there are some great characteristics she highlighted. So for diminishers, she highlighted um, they were tyrants. They tend to be micromanagers. They tend to make decisions in isolation. They tend to hoard and underutilize talent. 
But then the multipliers are the opposite. They attract the best talent. They challenge people. They encourage debate. They instill ownership you know, and, and accountability. It's not surprising that the multipliers get doubled in terms of what people are capable for, where diminishes, you do just enough to go and get by, just make sure you're still in the job. So that, that's it's a nice distinction, although I paint two extremes of stuff there, the majority of people will lie somewhere in between those two extremes. It's just being aware in terms of where you where you lie. And there may be times that you move to accidental you know, diminishing behavior. I know, you know I used to, you know, I still do a degree where I go and tell people what to do because I'm under pressure or there's no time. That's also quite diminishing, quite demotivating. And, and just building on that, one of the things I, I have noticed and stuff from that is if you look at the entrepreneurs as they move from startup to scale up, when they start out, it's all about um, them doing everything themselves together with their team. So having everything under their control. So one of the challenges I have to see scale up leaders go, which I very much sort of coach them through, and I'm sure you do too, is, is almost that ability to go and let go, the ability to go and trust other people as they go and scale, the, and the ability to become more you know, of a multiplier. And there's quite a few, I guess, great businesses and, and people which I've met, which are unable to make that transition as they move on to that scale up. And yeah, therefore made their life a, little, a lot more difficult. No, that's great. There's some great messages in there. I mean, I agree 100% that um, Liz Weisman book on multipliers is an outstanding book. I have also heard a quote about uh, from Bono, uh, but, you know, feeling the room is your smartest person possible. Um, now, when you came back from that journey from LA, I mean, obviously things didn't happen overnight where you started to change your mindset and how am I going to, you know, be that multiplier in your business? What, what were some of the things you started to, to put in place? Because, yeah, it's probably a little bit, again, a journey there in trying to change your approach. Um, how are you going to coach all the people beneath you? Um, so talk, talk me through that a little bit more. I think you're right. And exactly that. It doesn't happen, you know, over overnight at all. I think that the first thing, yeah, as with as you go on any leadership journey is, is, is being that self-aware and that awareness in terms of where you are and where you're going to improve on. So just being that, that that awareness almost gives you a different lens about how you go and manage and how you go and um, you know, motivate sort of individuals. But for me, you know, it, at, at that stage, it, it was I guess the hardest lesson I actually learned was almost the ability to go and let go. Yeah, the ability to go and let go and start trusting other, other you know, individuals more um, and coaching them as opposed to you know, telling them you know, hold, you know, in terms of what to go and do. So it's a journey, I think, you go, particularly as a leader, to become more of a multiplier. Also, not surprisingly, you, you're more of a natural or become more of a coach as, as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. Now, in your book, you talk about... Um, to to be almost like a scale up leader, you you need to take on you know advantage of opportunities ahead of you, and you know through my time and dealing with either EO or some of my clients, I feel sometimes leaders or CEOs get into almost like a almost like a lifestyle mindset where they're just comfortable in their situation. You know, maybe they want to grow a little bit, but they're not not really grasping onto these opportunities or, or going out there being a little bit more daring or innovative. Um, you know, how, how, what's your thoughts around that? And how do you handle then those leaders that are in that comfort zone? 
Yeah, that's that's a great observation. And I think sort of two things. One is, yeah, particularly yeah, as as a leader um, and as a leadership team, you need to be growing faster than your company. So therefore, you need to make sure you adopt and you have that that growth attitude, that growth mindset in in place. And really, if you look at, yeah, I, I see sort of leaders, and again, with individuals, there are two types of leaders, those which are almost that fixed mindset, almost coming back to Carol Dweck's book, which I think is around sort of mindset, uh, that fixed mindset, that rock, which is impermeable, and the ones which are more of sponges, and we're ready to go and absorb as much learning, you know, as, as they can. So, yeah, part of it is, is making sure, you know, that the habits are instilled within the leader to go and actually scale, to go and grow and grow themselves as, as well as their business, stay ahead of the game. The game changing, I, I think, strategy for me, which really sort of stimulates that, is more, it's the old adage, who you mix with is who you become. Yeah. So one thing certainly I've done and I encourage my clients to do is say, okay, you need to go and change who you're spending your time with. Now, your time with could be, um, what books, what podcasts are, are you listening to? But also, what about those people? What about those peers that you go and spend time to? Are they dragging you down? Are they sapping your energy? Are they, do they not believe in you? Or they're inspiring you to go and grow and move on to that next level? So one of the things I certainly do with, with a lot of my clients is encourage them to think, right, who are they spending time with? And, you know, how can they go and upgrade their immediate sort of peer group to go and take them to sort of a new level? And let's follow them onto that new level as well. No, I love that. And it actually ties into something I do, you know, similar to that, where I almost take an evaluation every, probably every six months. And who are the people I'm hanging out with? Are they enhancing my life or are they detracting away from it? And, you know, if they're detracting, if there's negativity there or they're not lifting me to the next level, then, you know, I, you know, just quietly move on and find a different group or different set of leaders that I can get inspired by. So yeah, I agree with you 100%. Now, now when you um, were preparing for the book, you must have obviously, I mean, you've obviously got a tremendous amount of experience through your leadership journey, but um, you know, just being around other companies, what type of research did you do in preparing for this book? Uh, clearly a lot, a lot of desk research and uh, yeah, reading, yeah, a, a lot of books, um, yeah. Uh, Every, and yeah, there's some great sort of, I guess, indicators in the likes of, um, you know, the things like Good to Great and, you know, all those books are fantastic to go and give you some insights into what makes, you know, a, a great leader. Um, but also, yeah, yeah, as I said, for, for me, you know, it was about spending time. So the more time I spent with leaders, the more, um, you know, you, you start seeing those patterns, those trends, those dots would start joining up and those commonalities. So, yes, I did a lot of research, spending time with leaders, but also um, a lot of questionnaires and, you know, qualitative research as well, you know, understanding them. Yeah, for sure. No, that's great, great research there. But one of the things that you, we talked about just before we went live, though, is, um, you know, things are obviously constantly evolving. We talked about uh, Elon Musk and, again, about his news mm. and innovation and how he's changing the mindset for a lot of people. How, how do you... How do you see Elon and examples like him, you know, Jeff Bezos, and there's obviously a few others I can't think of off the top of my head, but, you know, there's, again, constantly evolving in terms of leadership. Yeah, and, I, yeah, it's quite interesting. One of, the, one of the things they do, I mean, Elon's a classic example. You know, he's um, a consummate sort of learner, and, you know, he, he, get, he gets 
yeah, real passion and energy. You can see him from learning and joining the dots and seeing things that other people cannot see. Yeah, very similar to, I guess, Steve Jobs. But one of the things he does do, I think, successfully, and I describe it in my book in terms of he lives in the future, but he's very much present there now. So what I mean by that is he's clear in terms of where he wants to go and take, you know, whether it's Tesla, whether it's um, SpaceX. Yeah, he's got a clear vision about what he wants it to look like, but also how it's going to go and be. So what he, he does is he instills that sort of um, philosophy, that ownership, that, that future thinking into his team and into the way they go and work now. So part of it is, is who do you need to go and be? Can you be that person now? Yeah within your organization, within your team, to go and accelerate sort of your growth. That makes sense, yeah? So, yeah. but on the same side, on the other side of the coin, he's saying, okay, I'm, there's, there's also the reality of what's going on in the day-to-day environment. So I also need to go confront, you know, the brutal facts of what's happening and make sure we address those as well. But he's very much anchored in the future about where he's going to. So I think one of the key skills to say Elon does and Jeff Bezos does exactly the same thing is having that clear vision, inspiring people, and making sure they're being that person now who they need to go and be to go and deliver that vision. No, for sure. No, that's, that's a great, great example there. And that, that's what actually ties up right into my next question, just about around developing habits, because if obviously you're trying to see what's going on in the future, but also deal with the reality and make sure you're inspiring your team, you know, what, what sort of habits do you need to build into your, your day-to-day routine? Yeah, I mean, habits are, I often think habits get sort of bad press in terms of everybody's talking about breaking habits or bad habits. Yeah, and the people often forget that that habits, you know, do serve a purpose. In in some ways, they they enable you or freeze up, you know, your brain to carry on to do the stuff to focus on the bigger stuff. Yeah, while the habits run almost subconsciously without you even thinking. So, yeah, part of it is building what are those habits you need to go and build to enable you to go and scale, to be able to go and enjoy the actual journey and make it more easier. And for me, there, there are three areas where um, that focus needs to be. One is around making sure you've got the right mindset, so building those right habits in the morning, making sure you can work every day with that right mindset, that positive mindset, you know, which can inspire and you know, drive your business forward. Secondly, it's also um, around energy management. And people forget that. You do need to go and look after your health, first and foremost. If you haven't got that health there, then you're not going to you know, deliver anything and stuff within your business or go and inspire your team. So you need to be on those right habits of, of health, everything from breathing correctly to exercise to meditation. And you see that in all the great leaders. They've got those habits instilled you know, in the mornings, in the evenings. They're doing that sort of daily. Jeff Bezos, I think, is, is a classic on that side. Um, and lastly, I, I think it's around time management, that old adage around time management. There's no magic pill for being great at time management. Everybody has their own ways and it's very uh, bespoke to the individual. But you need to go and master your time. Those which master their time, you know, goes and master your life. So, yeah, that time management is really those uh, the third area. So mindset, energy management and time management. No, I love it. I love it. I mean, all great things, all the great things I, I talk about in my practice. And there's no point in trying to inspire other people if you don't have the right mindset the right health and just that positive energy going into you know that daily routine so i agree with you 100 that's why we were both down the gym at the, at the recent conference yeah exactly in the morning yeah it's funny how all the the british people were there so must be something about <laughs> that <laughs> so you know you've got people on this you know the subscribers and listeners to this show 
you know, they're now thinking to myself to themselves, crap, I'm I'm doing a terrible job of leading my team. You know, I need to rethink, I need to set aside some time to really come up with a plan to, you know, go in and truly lead and inspire my team. What what would be a good, you know, starting point for them to start that journey? Um, I think the, the first starting point is not beat themselves up about it. It's being aware, of, again, once again, who they need to go and become um, as individuals. But also, I think partly it's about recognising you know, where the business sits into, into their lives and stuff as well. You know, business isn't everything in your life. You need to look at your whole life sort of holistically. So one thing I very much do you know, you know, with clients is, OK, well, let's take a step back. You, you've got to make sure you've got a balanced life. You know, are you, you know, is everything on track to enable you to then go on that scale up journey? The, the other thing which I often find you know, clients do is they set unrealistic timescales, therefore, which may be set on other people, or what they've read in the press, or let's go and you know, put testosterone in and beat everybody else and stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's part of the challenge i think is, is about developing a pace of growth that is right for you that is right that you can go and enjoy it with everything else that's going on and stuff in your life and that pace is determined by you it's not determined something external you can determine what that pace is so importantly you know one of the key points i actually made in my book is about you know growth is a choice that speed of growth the pace of growth is a choice it's about making that choice to actually move forward the only thing you do need to to commit to uh, as opposed to um, are you just purely interested? Are you interested in growth? Or are you committed in growth? Yeah, the people which will be successful, yeah, ultimately are those over whatever time scale are those which are one hundred percent committed in growth in themselves, but also their businesses. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Stuart, um, wonderful book. Um, I know our listeners can get it on Amazon. Um, how, how can people either get? your copy of the book or maybe reach out to you directly with more questions, learn more about your journey, your leadership um, research you've done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please contact me. I mean, my email address is Stuart at highgrowth.com or if you would like the actual book and say it's on Amazon or just go to the scaleupleader.com. Um, yeah. Both are there. Well, thank you, Stuart. Yeah, really great conversation with you. I think there's a lot of uh, great learning from uh, what you've researched from your book. Really appreciate your time today, Stuart. And uh, yeah, I look forward to staying in touch with you. Great. Great spending time with you, Robert. Okay, thank you. Take care. Thank you, Stuart. Bye. Hi, this is Robert Clinky-Beard with the Brilliant Leaders Spotlight. Really glad you could join the show today. Hopefully you got some great nuggets that you can take back to your business and help to scale your business, provide some leadership to your team, maybe switch products, maybe pivot to a different direction. That's what this whole podcast is about. Really just to help you steer, build your roadmap, maybe take your company to the next level, maybe contact our guest and try and get some other expertise. But really glad you could join us today. Looking forward to hearing your comments. Get back to me if you have any questions or if you need some help building that roadmap. But uh, really grateful that you could join me today. Thanks very much.